Welcome back to another episode of the Exist Magazine podcast. This week I was able to catch up with St. Louis-based artist and painter Joshua Chapman, who is a sought-after tattoo artist as well, working at Iron Age Tattoos in University City in Del Mar in the Loop. Joshua is also a featured artist in the Black Dagger book series, and you can find and purchase more of his work at joshuachapman.bigcartel.com. You can find and get an issue of his work in Black Dagger Books at blackdaggerbooks.com and check out all their featured artists and even subscribe for $25 a month to get each issue delivered directly to you. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review on whatever platform you listen on. Find even more content at existmagazine.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also wanted to give a big shout out to Dan Turnbaugh again for creating the music for the podcast. You can follow Dan at Music Embryo on Instagram and find more of his music at musicembryo.bandcamp.com. Please enjoy this episode with Joshua Chapman. Welcome back to another episode of Exist Magazine. I'm here with Joshua Chapman. Go ahead and say hi, Josh. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, sitting around the house a lot, <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely enough uh, enough sitting going on these days. <laughs> Trying to get up and get active as much as I can. How about you? Yeah, I definitely try to. I, uh, thankfully, I live really close to Tower Grove Park, so I'm able to take the dog for long walks and go for runs and that kind of thing and uh, get out in the backyard at least. Nice. And so Joshua is a tattooer and a painter. Uh, where are you a tattoo artist at? I work at Iron Age. Uh, it's in uh, on the U, uh, U City Loop, Delmar. Yeah, I'm familiar with Iron Age. Yeah. I'm, uh, I used to work with uh, Deborah Fink over uh, right next door at Devil City back in the day. Oh, okay. So I know I know Brad uh, kind of well too. Then I we must have crossed paths at least at some point. At least, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually just this past week I hit uh, 20 years. Uh, oh my there. gosh, that's amazing, yeah. man! Thanks. Yeah, wow! So, congratulations. Been, uh, time's flowing, that's for sure. It's it's kind of crazy to think it's been that long already. So you've been a tattoo artist for over 20 years, man. I bet you have some interesting uh, tattoo stories that you could share with us. Yeah, some. It, it, they all kind of tend to, to blend, you know. it's a, I think people, you, know, you do get some interesting things here and there. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's just, you know, normal people coming in and getting tattooed and getting things that they like, whether it's... Uh, you know, homages to, to family or whatever, or just artwork. But, um, so, you know, occasionally long, you get something, something interesting. <laughs> how long has Iron Age been there? Cause they, they're one of the, you know, first, first, one uh, aren't they? Yeah. Well, uh, so we were at, um, the location above kind of next door to, uh, uh, to the record store down there. Um, vintage vinyl. Yeah, Vintage Vinyl. Uh, 94 was when it opened there. It was upstairs and that, you know, that building kind of right next door. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we were there until uh let's see 2001 october and then moved down to the new location which is across from the tivoli there nice so uh being at uh iron age do you get any uh for 20 years do you get any got any sort of seniority uh that you have over new guys coming in uh, I mean, at this point, I'd like, I, I have never taken any kind of managerial role, but yeah. uh, at this point, I just work by appointment only. I, I don't really keep any kind of specific hours. I just come and go as, as I dictate and work as much as I want or as little as I want, which is nice. And, and by this point, too, I've built up a pretty large clientele that affords me that opportunity. Yeah, and I and I hope this uh, this doesn't ruin my credibility, but I have no tattoos. <laughs> no, not at all. So, you know, it's it's not for everybody, and you know, I'd, I'd rather you know people not get one than than get one just out of some sense of uh, you know uh, following the pack. You know, it's it's kind of thing that you, you should do with at least some thought behind it. You know, as far as um, you know that that you actually really desire it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, 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 you know, I've, I've got kind of a, a, a theory on if I ever do get a tattoo, you know, how I'm going to do it and how it's going to be. But it's just like anytime I come up with an idea, you know, I put it up on the wall, look at it. And if it still sinks in a week or two or a month later, you know, then then it might be some. But so far, I haven't had anything stick on the wall for longer. <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely that, that kind of. Uh kind of breaking that barrier of the first tattoo is definitely the hardest, I think. And kind of, it is the most, um, you know, the most life changing because you go from not being tattooed to being tattooed. Right. But then one, once that happens, then it's kind of, you know, you, you get used to having that one and you're like, Oh, I want something new. And it's kind of, you just start kind of adding things and, you know, they just become part of you to the point where then you're like, kind of want that feeling of newness again. Yeah. And, uh, kind of, that end up getting heavily tattooed like a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. I'm also like a believer of, you know, finding tattoo artists that are that whose work holds up that, you know, if you get a tattoo by this artist, you know, that you'll be happy with no matter what, because of the quality of the work. Yeah. That definitely is kind of the way to go about it. It rather than it is good having an idea of style that you like and that you want. But, and then finding a person that kind of um, embodies whatever it is that you're looking for yeah. rather than, you know, it like personally, I specialize in Japanese and pattern work and then stuff kind of based off of my paintings. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, and I, I think I do those things pretty well, but then, you know, people will see that and I see that I do, you know, clean lines and bright color and things like that. And, then kind of assume that I, that I do portraits or, or, or something along those lines, like realism, which I, which I don't really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's understandable. They just, they see somebody's work who is, you know, it's clean, it's nice or whatever. And they just kind of think, Oh, well, then he can do anything. Whereas there are people that specialize in that kind of stuff and are going to be, you know, you're going to get a better tattoo and a better experience out of it because they'll be into that thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. Right. So sometimes I do turn down people sometimes and it's not for, you know, uh, you know, a dislike of their design, but knowing that someone else is going to do a better job with it and have a better time doing it than I would. 
Oh wow! So you got uh, other guys that you you uh, recommend that'll that'll do styles or specific styles and stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So you, you try to, you know, introduce them to, to people in the shop that, you know, cause we'll, we'll have a variety of different styles uh, with, within, within the shop and the different artists. So how many uh, artists work there at uh, iron age All right now? I think we have, um, I think there's 12, you know, nice. I believe 12. Yeah. And so, t- tell me a little bit how you uh, how you came about being a tattoo artist. I feel like everybody's got their own kind of tipping point as to when they fall into this profession. Well, uh, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, which you know, college town, but was also it's very liberal. Um, in the you know in the late '60s, it was you know kind of the the Berkeley of the Middle West, and you know, a lot of old hippies and whatnot. And but uh, so. In, well, you know, middle school, I ended up getting into the punk rock scene. So that that's mid eighties, like, and, uh, you know, through that, you know, met people that had tattoos and whatnot. And in high school had, had friends that were tattooing out of the house, that kind of thing. And just thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, by that did, point. Did you ever make your own uh, tattoo gun? No, I never made my own. Um, <laughs> and break, but, break know, up an the, old cassette player, and <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the guys that were like tattooing out of the house type thing were, you know, using professional equipment. Um, nice. You know, they they were self taught, but you know, it was at least uh, actual tattoo machines. Yeah, they wanted to be, be professional. Like, yeah, they they were definitely on that road. That was the their goal anyway, and uh, yeah, that you know just. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. And, you know, like looking at the tattoo magazines, you know, from the point I was like 16, it's what I wanted to do. And, uh, thought that, you know, that would, it, it would be something that I could do artistically, uh, where, but I just loved the imagery and it seemed like something realistic where I can make a living as well. You know, cause the idea of just being a painter, uh, while enjoyable is, is a rather difficult path. Yeah. And, um, so, so know, when did you when did you do your uh, your fir- very first tattoo? My very first tattoo I did when I was uh, my freshman year of college. My buddy, I was getting tattooed by him, and he let me you know use his equipment to try like a small one on myself, which was supposed to be a uh, mom heart. And th- this is like ninety. This would have been ninety three, I believe, and. Uh, early '90s, kind of Cubist stuff was big with the, the kind of the, the birth of new school tattooing and whatnot. And it was uh, the whole kind of San Francisco scene that was going on with tattooing, where there was a lot of uh, you know a lot of change happening rapidly with the, the type of imagery that was being done. I, so I, I, I mimicked something that I that I'd seen and tried doing that, but did it rather small. It was probably mm-hmm. you know a half dollar size, and the, the the mom ended up becoming really just pretty much illegible. <laughs> so <laughs> at a certain point, I you know years later, I ended up kind of just changing the the tattoo into basically a normal heart, and just kind of covering up that part, and then getting a actually a nice mom heart tattooed on me. 
So is so at this uh, first tattoo, like, are with your friend? Does are you guys like familiar with each other's work? Like, are you you know established and you know your friends know you're an artist at this point? Like, he's like, I trust you because well, no, this was this was before I ever. So this was when I was nineteen, uh-huh. uh, eighteen actually, probably um, still. And uh, this was just him letting me use it because he knew I wanted a tattoo, but I, you know, at that point I had never no one had apprenticed me anything like that so this was just kind of in the house he let me do the thing i i did it that once and just you know i couldn't wait to do it again you know jump forward a number of years uh and so this is i guess when i was that was 18 so three years later uh my last year of college i was going to school for art and ran into a guy that was a friend of mine who had just opened a uh tattoo shop and uh an acquaintance anyway and we got to talking and i was asking about how the new shop was going uh he and you know he inquired what i was doing i was telling him about going to school for art and he asked if i had ever considered tattooing at the time he was looking for somebody to apprentice and yeah at that point i was like heck yeah you know this is that's all i've wanted to do (laughs) and uh so he had me bring my portfolio in and had actually already basically told somebody that he was going to take them on. But then he saw the stuff that I was doing, which, you know, while not really, you know, anywhere close to what I think of as really good at this point, um, it was based in tattoo. You know, it was like I was you know, trying to do things like dragons and Hanya masks and cherry blossoms and, and like the kind of Japanese tattooing, basically. Mm-hmm. And was already interested in that stuff and kind of trying to draw stuff for it. And because of that, he ended up telling the kid that he had already told was he was going to teach that he wasn't going to teach them and g- gave me the job instead, uh, thankfully. So uh, and, so is this, is this still up in – are you still in Wisconsin at this time? or? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was in Madison. What's that? Where did you go to school at? Uh, well, I started my freshman year. I went to the U of M in Minneapolis. Then I went back to Madison for the remainder. Nice. I, I did spend my junior year in Florence. So. Oh wow! I studied but in Florence, and, Florence, Italy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So how was how was that? I was studying over there. Uh, that was great. I mean, uh, I was uh, basically. Um, you know, studying Italian, uh, a lot of art history, and then, you know, did some studio time as well. It was through a program through the uh, University of Wisconsin with like Duke and University of Michigan. So we had uh, English speaking, you know, American professors rather than having to go to like an Italian university. Gotcha. I, I, at that point, I'd had two semesters of Italian. So, it, you know, not nearly enough to actually study in the language but um you know by the time i left i was i was fairly fluent wow and at this point now though it's you know most of it's a lot of it's forgotten anyway just being so long yeah the only french i can remember is that commercial that ran in the 90s for (laughs) hooked on phonics (laughs) 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 that's all i get when I, i i've been back a number of times to italy um actually through tattooing. Um, but, uh, and, and when I go kind of, you know, by the end of the trip, I'm, I'm kind of 
getting a little more functional again mm-hmm. and uh, being able to have, you know, at least minor kind of conversations with people, which is fun. So is being a tattoo artist like a rock and roll lifestyle? Are you traveling all over the place and going to exclusive Hollywood parties and tattooing well, Dave, that, Dave Navarro? And stuff? Not, not, not so much the, the exclusive Hollywood parties, but, uh, you know, it, you, there is the opportunity for travel. Um, it's the kind of thing, just because you end up meeting, you know, other people in the industry and, and have friends that you've worked with and then ended up moving different places. And it's really common to go and do guest spots, like in different shops, and just basically to hang out with your friends and you know work while you're there, kind of thing. So that you know these kind of working vacations, most most tattooers end up you know getting kind of stuck in that 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 rut though, where you never actually take a real vacation; <laughs> you just like go to different cities and tattoo there. <laughs> so uh, instead of you know where, so I've been to like all these places, but end up usually just working while I'm there, you know, like you're in and uh, like going to tattoo conventions and whatnot, where you, you might see the, the city from like, you know, 10 until two in the morning, but never in the daytime because <laughs> you're, yeah. you're a bit busy doing other things basically. Right. <laughs> so is there any like uh, kind of competition between uh, tattoo shops? Like, do you find yourself like, you know, uh, conflict of interest type of thing can't do a tattoo for this person or that can't go over there and hang out with these guys not not really i mean there you know there is some of that you know as far as people leaving and opening new shops and things like that that there, there can be bad blood um you know it just depends on the, the situation and you know i i've tried to maintain relationships with people and you know, not you know, not hold grudges of anything. And, but it, obviously it's not, you know, I'm not the owner of the shop, so it, it's a lot easier in that sense um, to kind of maintain those relationships, at least, you know, yeah, maybe. And Iron Age has a, a, a like a, a sister, you know, kind of company up in New York City, right? Devil City Tattoos. Yeah. So, so Brad, who is uh, uh, one of the two owners of Iron Age is one of the two owners of Daredevil. Yeah, on the Lower East Side, as well. That's right, Daredevil, not Devil City. Yeah, yeah. Devil City was the the, the, the shop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I've gone up there a, few, uh, a number of times over the years, and I've uh, worked there, and um, yeah. So it's, it's it's definitely uh, I've gotten to travel at least uh, you know a few different places because of tattooing. Have you ever gotten to tattoo anybody famous? Any uh, anybody we might know? Um, well, I've tattooed uh, Larry Hughes. Yeah, he's local uh, local guy that uh, went on to play professional basketball. Nice. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I tattooed. Let's see, um, with uh, Ricky Racket, whatever the the drummer for Poison, I tattooed him. Uh-huh nice just just a little small something <laughs> i tattooed uh blasco he um this guy he was a he's a bass player played for rom zombie and for uh ozzy so, oh, that's cool. but uh yeah that's that's about it not a lot of famous people not not a lot of famous people uh you know showing up in st louis to get tattooed yeah like how how uh how do you like it here in st louis because i mean 
you know, LA and, and the coasts are always, you know, bigger in the, in the scenes, but, but St. Louis is like, I love to call St. Louis home and, and I love it here in the Midwest. That's why I do this exist stuff here in the Midwest. But I know I, I try to catch these stories before the, the talent leaves the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like living in the Midwest. You know, I, you know, San Francisco has always been one of my favorite cities. Um, New York, you know, I, I love visiting those places, but just the cost of living, I, I'd much rather be able to own a house and, yeah. you know, and actually, you know, build something here. You know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm as busy as I want to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm the only thing I think that I wish for of the bigger cities maybe would be having uh, maybe a little more diverse kind of art world that mm-hmm. you know at least in patronage um i think yeah. uh the, the stuff that i that i do is i think would do better <laughs> on the coasts than it does here so yeah because and and you're a painter as well um yeah what uh how do you um you know kind of separate the two mediums of of going tattoos you know art on people's bodies to canvas and and uh and doing that kind of method? Well, I, I mean, definitely my, my, my painting um, is influenced heavily by, by tattooing and just kind of the, all the imagery that's used within tattooing. But I, I tend to do things that are a little, you know, that are kind of way more color based, like not, you know, lots of color lines and things like that, that in a tattoo would just be a complete pain in the ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like tattoos really kind of need those black outlines to hold things up, mm-hmm. and it becomes you know it's a very graphic kind of type of imagery for the most part. Um, with the painting, uh, I really kind of more luminous type stuff that I like doing, especially these days. Um, it's kind of transitioned from something that was more, you know, uh, kind of like tattoo based or like kind of nat like you know naturalism in a way mm-hmm. or like uh, like uh definitely influenced by like uh, james audubon like things like that but turning into more s- stuff dealing with uh kind of subconscious realms and kind of dreamlike stuff and you know more psychedelic yeah and are uh i might be mistaken but are you part of the uh, the black dagger books are you an artist featured in there yeah, mine was the first. So nice, nice. Uh, tell tell us a little bit more about that. I talked to Travis Lawrence about it a little bit, but would love to to tell people about these books more because they're amazing. Yeah, um, basically, I mean, it's just a project uh, that the you know they're trying to showcase artists that are there are tattooers, but that put a good deal of work into stuff outside of tattooing. You know, so. Um, you know, people like myself, it's going to be, you know, maybe not as kind of tattoo driven. And then whereas other people's, you know, might look basically just like tattoo flash, you know, tattoo designs, but their, their kind of intent is to kind of have these kind of almost like inspirational books of just artwork for, you know, that, uh, you know, you can get on a monthly subscription basis, uh, you know, they're reasonable there. Um, I'm not sure if it's, t- t- 25 a month or 30 a month with uh the subscription and then you get uh, get a little book every month and 
just a bunch of paintings to look at. So, yeah, that's a great deal for, for finding artists like that in the, in the pages, because it's, it's a phenomenal designed book too. Like it's really, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And Josh, uh, Josh Ron has had experience kind of putting those out. Cause I know he's done those types of books for his photography. Um, but yeah, they really do a great job of putting them together and working with the artists to, to, uh, you know, make sure that the layout is how people would want it. And, you know, the quality of the images are right and all that. So yeah, they're definitely uh, some neat stuff coming out. Definitely. Those, yeah, yeah it's, it's something I'm, I'm looking forward to getting for sure. Um, have, have you checked, have you checked out any of them yet? I, I have, I have not been able to physically hold one of these in my hands, but I've, I just follow it intensely on uh, Instagram. So I, I just skimmed gotcha. it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, feel free, good. feel free to send me a book. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I, uh, I only get my own, so you know, I gotta, I gotta get the other ones too. So. Yeah, and who and who did you say uh, is designing them? Is Josh Rowan designing them? Well, I mean, it's uh, Josh and Travis. I don't know, you know, who does the. It, Josh is a graphic designer though as well. He does a lot of photography. He does graphic design. He's done uh, design for like. Uh, he's done a ton of like graphic design for you know just around town or whatever so yeah you know doing all those kinds of layouts and things like that he's well versed in um and uh, i'm sure travis at this point is uh to some extent as well um and uh but yeah they're, they're definitely uh you know the, the quality control and and uh you know just making sure that it's it's a good product so it's really there. Is there um, any sort of uh, um, idea behind what you put in these books? Like, do you have something in mind before uh, before you start the, the work, or do you just kind of let it happen? Um, I mean, well, generally, I mean, at least for mine, it was just kind of a retrospective of the last. I had maybe like one. I had like one piece from like two thousand and three, and then everything else was from maybe. 2013 to present and um just kind of I, my, the way i did it was just chronologically yeah so that, that you could see the kind of progression in work yeah. and uh just to get a maybe a sense of kind of how how, how my, my my mind shifted and um you know and in, in my ideas shifted from kind of one to the next and what you know maybe what I pulled from different things. So uh, what are you working on now? Is, uh, is anything in particular that, that you want to talk about? Um, well, I'm basically just continuing the, the kind of series that I've been working on, which are these kind of, uh, kind of dreamscapes in a way. It, it started with uh, just kind of tessellated mm -hmm. images, very just pattern, kind of, you know, uh, top-down view, for lack of a better word, just these kind of tiled, tessellated images that could, you know, kind of repeat indefinitely and have kind of shifted into more of a three-dimensional space that don't necessarily, you know, aren't necessarily uh, uh, repetitive in terms of, like, tiling, you know, in tessellation, but that kind of have taken from all these different kind of patterns and things that I, that I used and kind of created 
it's like kind of built the language and now I'm kind of telling these different stories with it. Is there, <clears throat> excuse me, what, uh, is there any uh, particular artists or inspiration that you look at when, uh, when you're kind of coming up with these dreamlike ideas? Um, I mean, I, you know, being on Instagram and, and with what my feed is just kind of constant, you know, inspiration from, you know, so many different sources of art and artists that, um, yeah, a, a lot of what I've kind of tried to do is, is kind of build this, this kind of, uh, you know, toolbox of kind of patterns and, and kind of motifs and different things that kind of, that draws from like Tibetan, uh, tantric, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, Tonka paintings, um, from kind of more just like 60s psychedelia, uh, does that come with like the, does that kind of come with the experience of actually doing the painting? Like it's kind of this meditative, you know, practice that you do. Part of it is. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You know, a lot of what I was doing, I was doing these things that are, you know, these 20 or you know, 30 by 40 inch paintings of repetitive patterns that, you know, you have to kind of just color by color by color, you know, work your way through. And it's, it is very kind of Zen meditative in terms of that, where, you know, just trying to keep everything the same, basically, as you go through this, you know, a hundred hour painting, um, that, that definitely is cathartic to me and kind of calming and, um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the the process when it comes to, to creating art, like the getting getting caught in it, letting letting your mind be absorbed by it. Like those those feelings and intentions like are are why I, I pursued my creative outlets like it just because yeah. it feels good. <laughs> it does. And it's you know, it's like I get really, really kind of manic about paintings as as they go on too, where. And the, the, the more that gets done, the, the, the more I'm, I'm thinking about them. And, mm -hmm. and that's like, it gets to the point where it's kind of all I want to do. <laughs> and, and luckily, uh, you know, my girl is, is okay with that to some extent. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, cause yeah, I get pretty obsessed and especially as you know, like the last quarter of the, the, the painting to be done, you know, like that last, whatever, how many hours of it, I, you know, it's all I can think about. And, yeah. Uh, it just get you get get more and more excited to kind of it starts becoming this thing that you kind of have seen in your head and all of a sudden it's kind of slowly being revealed as as you do the layers and do the stuff to it. Mm -hmm. So, and are you just doing uh, kind of oil on canvas or do you have any uh, no, technique you use? I use uh, uh, ink, watercolor, and gouache, uh, pretty much exclusively. Nice. A little bit of. I've, here and there like a acrylic gouache which is you know like an acrylic it's an acrylic gouache but uh more of a water-based uh, kind of thing that's it's a water-based but it um i've done a couple skateboards in the last year and a half here oh nice for um the uh, uh brian walsh and um uh killer napkins okay jason okay, jason Spencer. yeah uh yeah. They, they they put on last year this oh yeah. yeah i was there so I, I was there for that okay yeah i had a deck in that and then i nice. just did another one for the uh what whatever you know whenever it's going to be now it was supposed to be this month but um there was going to be a second one but i don't know uh when it's going to be now 
Yeah. How are, how are you uh, handling the, the lockdown right now, working as a tattoo artist? Are, are you able to tattoo anybody right now? No, not right now. Uh, the shop is opening again on the 18th with the kind of the opening of St. Louis, you know, slowly with mm-hmm. um, basically appointment only for, you know, you know, it'll just be kind of whoever's getting tattooed is they're, they're going to be the only people in the building type thing. But um, I imagine doing that is getting a, a, a you know, a tattoo shop is relatively super clean right <laughs> i mean you gotta yeah i mean that, that's the thing you know we, we you know as tattooers we kind of you know practicing you know good health practices has is, is yeah. been has been paramount for a very long time so you know as long as uh you know people are you know being respectful and not, not you know wearing their uh, they're going to be required to wear masks and things like that coming in mm-hmm. but as long as they're being you know s- s- conscious of their own uh, well-being and, and health like hopefully everything will be fine uh, I'm, I'm i was planning on kind of waiting a little while longer but just because i'm i'm able to give it a couple of weeks just to kind of see what opening up does to to things <laughs> yeah are you are you getting still getting paid right now or are you kind of no no i just yeah i've just been uh you know luckily uh uh my girl is uh still still working from home and i i had money saved and have been able to weather it nice so good yeah. try and sell paintings <laughs> yeah. yeah where uh do you have a, a website um we can check out to find these paintings um i do i have a, a big cartel if you know what uh site yeah. which it's just joshua chapman dot big dot com um and that's uh i have uh, prints on there i do need to i need to update some things on there so that some of these originals i have for sale um uh, people can check out otherwise uh, you know uh, on instagram they can always kind of see what i've been working on and my uh instagram page is chappy underscore stl and that's c-h-a-p-p-y so do you uh got any work uh, hanging in any galleries or are you uh ever been in a I show? Have, yeah, um uh I was part of a show back this is like 20, 2014-2015 at a PhD gallery which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Um and then uh I've I had a show with my kind of the last series of stuff at uh, Compagnieri on Del Mar in U City. Nice. And I still have just a couple pieces hanging there. But uh that that's it for right now. I've uh, I've been kind of kind of hoarding all these kind of newer cuz once that series was done and I kind of shifted to doing these tessellated images that have kind of then morphed into what I'm doing now. I've been trying to kind of keep hold of everything until such a time as I could show it. And uh, at this point, I got a lot of stuff and probably enough for a showing, but I haven't figured out where to do it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting how uh, the uh, galleries and, and, you know, entertainment and shows and concerts and stuff is going to come out on the other end of this. Yeah, I heard a ready room closed. I know. I just That's heard about that like yesterday. Like, I cannot believe that one of the yeah. one of the be- better venues, you know, smaller venues here in St. Louis, is yeah, 
but uh, hopefully they, you know, move locations. I, I'm, I'm assuming this is a, you know, like a rent, you know, kind of an issue right now where it's like we're not having shows. We can't bring in any money and the landlord's going, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it, for the you know foreseeable future, too, I'm wondering right. uh, how's, if they'll be able to do anything even like the rest of this year, really. So. Right. Yeah, I was devastated. I had to miss the uh, Rage Against the Machine show. It's supposed uh, to happen this Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that were upset yeah, yeah. by that one. Very, very much so. Anything, anything you're missing out on right now because of the lockdown? No, I, I'm a, I'm a homebody. So you know, other than you know, not being able to go to restaurants, and I, I'm I'm happy sitting home painting. <laughs> so you know, if, if if I could get paid to do that, that'd be you know, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, but you know, yeah, it's I've been just trying to to. Uh, see the the bright side of getting to kind of slow down and have a little break and after you know 23 24 years here of tattooing uh it's nice to have a couple of months just to relax and just work on artwork yeah so yeah this is definitely a, a time to to catch up on yourself you know it's like I've got, I can get all my work done from, you know, from home, you know, get, get that knocked out and then try to use some uh, time to get creative. You know, the kids are working on schoolwork. The, my girlfriend is still uh, a nurse and so, so she's still working. So it's just a lot of alone time here at home to think. <laughs> yep. But uh, I, I, I like it. <laughs> so uh but yeah it would be uh it'd be nice to be able to travel again and i was uh planning on going to see my, my dad uh which he lives in dc that that got that got cut short so and he was actually turning 80 this year we were planning on a kind of a getting everybody together and going someplace fun and going to europe or something like that and so that that's definitely a question now at this point yeah. Uh, what does your dad do in Washington? Uh, he's retired, so he, he's almost 80. Um, but he was a, uh, he worked for the NSF. Um, he was a chemical engineer. Oh, nice. So he originally worked for the University of Wisconsin as a professor there and then ended up going to Washington to um, be a director of grants within some very specific uh, part of chemical engineering. So you're walking in your dad's footsteps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my brother is a bass player, so <laughs> we got, yeah, my, my, my mom was, uh, she got her, she was in language and learning development, communicative disorders at the University of Wisconsin as well. So both kind of science-minded uh, parents. I must, and I must skip a generation. Oh. And what did your grandpa and uh, grandma do? Uh, my, well, my grandma was just a homemaker, at least on my dad's side. Um, and I, I think his dad was a banker or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's um, crazy. Creative yeah, that, coming out of the although, woodwork. Although his, his brother, uh, my dad's brother was a graphic, got his, uh, start in, as a graphic designer and, uh, oh, wow. doing, doing commercial art. And then, yeah, uh, I, I remember growing up seeing him doing watercolors all the time so yeah, there was a, 
Yeah, he was he was definitely a, an artist. Yeah, the your your work is is phenomenal. Like the the you can definitely see your Japanese uh, impression and in, in some of your designs. Yeah. One I'm I'm looking at one right now called the uh, Jormungander. Yeah, Jormungander. Yeah, it's Jormungander. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, the world serpent from uh, Norse mythology. Oh, that's cool. That basically, is like the 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 leviathan you know and and will release the uh the oceans the seas to start ragnarok and ah so do you uh, f- uh find a lot of inspiration in in kind of uh, a thor or I mean, not thor <laughs> folklore yeah, folklore, or, yes. or... <laughs> specifically thor yes um but, uh, yeah definitely I, you know i I grew up reading like fantasy novels and things like that. And I've always loved, uh, or even being read to as a kid. I remember my my dad reading, uh, the black cauldron to us and all these kind of Welsh fairy tales with giants and things like that. Yes. Um, just, I, I definitely have always had an interest in, in mythologies and kind of like, you know, pulling little ideas from them and, and kind of including those in artwork so it sometimes yeah it, sometimes it's not really you know i, I don't necessarily do like the fantasy paintings mm-hmm. you know, obviously but um uh, I, I definitely like you know the inspiration that that all these stories have you know yeah these yeah, man your work is is phenomenal dude i love this stuff i this, appreciate it. the the river walk that looks like a, a jackalope and a lion eagle <laughs> yeah, so so that all that stuff is from the the show that I had at Companieri, which were basically all um, it was a, it was the title was Mythos for the show, but they're all chimeras to some extent. Um, what's, so, a chimera, what's a chimera? Basically, just these kind of combinations of animals. Okay, okay. So and and a lot of them ended, actually ended up having kind of a predator prey combination. So mm-hmm. like that that jackalope is actually like uh, a, a bobcat body, but mm-hmm. then but then you know it has like wings and rabbit's head. So it's got these kind of you know, these ideas of you know predator prey and and these kind of and the little back. devil sitting on the turtle on the on the cliff there is just so, such a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Do you uh, do you have any sort of uh, kind of religious beliefs that kind of work into your uh, work, or do you kind of? I'm very agnostic. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I was raised basically just atheist. Um, you know, I've, I've, at at this point, you know, I, I if you know, I've had experiences that that you know, maybe give me a sense that there might be something bigger, but whatever that is, I I can't believe in any kind of dogma of any religion. Um, you know, I. If there is something bigger out there, it's it's too big for us to un- to actually comprehend. I believe. I believe that too. I think your work kind of kind of speaks to that too, with all the intricate details and and just impressive amount of 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 what goes into these things. But you can still zoom in on the small things and just kind of dive into different points of of view, almost like within these things. Yeah. In the and color, the, I don't know color. If, uh wild 
so that's yeah that that's the kind of what i was kind of meaning about um doing things that maybe i wouldn't do in tattoos like especially with the you know the really colorful stuff that that there is kind of no black between it you know mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff i wouldn't tattoo just because it doesn't translate and it, it, it ends on it's not as vibrant it doesn't age as well all those kinds of things it just doesn't lend itself to that medium so it, how many how many ta- how many tattoos do you have yourself uh, are, you, are um, you completely most, covered most of my body is covered so, yeah yeah not my face but you know kind of neck down to ankles for the most part What's your opinion on face tattoos? Are you a Post Malone fan? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the, uh, you know, the SoundCloud rapper look <laughs> myself. You know, if if you're gonna get stuff on your face, you know, yeah, I don't know. It, get, get, at least get stuff that looks good. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what my my viewpoint is. What's um, the uh, what's the worst tattoo you've ever had to do? Like somebody paid you to to put this on them. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's been lots, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there are other people that bring in, you know, their own drawings and are just, you know, just from a kind of artistic standpoint, you're like, that is just the crudest, you know, unattractive drawing that you've seen. But, you know, it's what they want. It's, you know, you're not talking them out of it. And, and you know, you don't want to, like, crush their feelings by telling them that to some extent. You try to, like, they're like, you mind if I, like, you know, clean this up a little bit? Things like that. And, you know, yeah. they're adamant about having it just like that. And you're like, okay. It's, in your head, you're like, oh, this looks terrible. But it's what they want. So, and, you do, you know, it's, it's their it's their body and it's, you know, their, their tattoo. And you, you, they're the one that has to live with it. So, yeah, you know. You can't you can't uh, hold that against them. I, I uh, designed a tattoo for my friend uh, when I was like seventeen or eighteen. Didn't uh, actually think he would go through with it, <laughs> and he did. Nice. <laughs> and so now he has a pimp weasel on his back left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, awesome. Whatever a pimp weasel is, he's got it. <laughs> I was 18, you know, we, everybody thought the pimp weasel was cool. So <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I, I remember seeing, uh, when, when this is when I was still in high school, uh, like my buddy tattooing somebody out of the house and the guy got a Chester cheetah with like <laughs> a, a Mac 10 in one hand and a 40 ounce in the other. And he was just like, you know, some white suburban kid. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty amazing. I was like, that was good one that I, I would get that that might be my first tattoo <laughs> yep. chester um, cheetah holding a mac 10 with a 40 of oe yep, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> that's it was, awesome. it, was, it was pretty sweet <laughs> oh my gosh um is there anybody you want to uh give a shout out to anybody uh artists or uh that you would like us to check out um i you know specifically around town or just anywhere in general yeah Any, yeah anywhere um oh, i don't know <laughs> i i mean that's hard, that's hard uh dan trocchio he's he's a good buddy of mine so dan he's uh, he, yeah he lives out in uh new york but he does some really fun stuff nice shout out to dan trocchio yeah is trocchio is that japanese no uh the last name you mean yeah 
No, uh, uh, Italian, I think. Oh, well. Tokyo. Yeah. Gotcha. What kind of what kind of style is he? Uh, so I mean, he was a tattoo artist as well, but does a lot of these kind of esoteric, uh, very kind of uh, illustrative paintings that are really uh, very detailed and tend to be on the larger side. Um, but yeah, really, very kind of neat, neat stuff. I, you have to check it out a lot. He, does, he tends to do a lot of black and white stuff these days too. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds like your dog came to join us. Uh, he did. You heard that? Collar <laughs> <laughs> dangling. Yep. Uh, yeah. He just got home. Nice. Got, you just get back from a walk. Well, Joshua, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to to talk with me today. Um, I'm sure. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm sure, your your uh, painting sales are now going to uh, go through the roof. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm counting on it. <laughs> you'll be able to you'll be able to make it through the rest of this lockdown. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate uh, you reaching out. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, and this has been you know really fun for me to do it, being able to, to uh, put out these episodes every Monday, and I, I hope people are enjoying them and taking the time to listen because uh, I do have a lot of fun, and I think our guests like really, you, I mean, talk about some really cool stuff, and and tattoos, you know, are are big here in St. Louis, and everybody needs to know that uh, the good quality artists that they can go uh, check out. Definitely. So uh, stay on the line for uh, just a second. I'll go ahead and wrap this up and uh, and, and give uh, my listeners a goodbye. But I'll, I'll, I'll chat with you just for, for a little bit after I end this. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you again, Joshua. And uh, everybody, thanks again for listening. Um, we'll be dropping a new, new episode every Monday. So stay tuned for the next episode. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.